0: Kihi Gushu, and this is Behind the Camera Stories of Women Working in the Media Industry. So, I created this podcast um, basically as a result of the coronavirus. And with everything happening, um, I'm going into my senior year, and we're supposed to do internships. And I decided that I wanted to do my internship in some sort of the media, communications, somewhere in that department. And so, when that didn't work out, we had to go in another route because Obviously, um, a lot of things were canceled in person. So I started thinking about what I wanted to do, what I wanted to explore, and I just started thinking about really impactful women who came to my head and that there's such a divide between female and the really predominantly male leadership in the media industry. Basically, for this project, I wanted to investigate women who are in leadership roles in the media industry and what they do, how they work, what their job is because there are so many different kinds of jobs in the media. Um, I'm going to be looking at news and broadcasting, um, videography and media design, documentary filmmaking. So, I'm really excited to meet with a lot of really cool, interesting women. and really hash out kind of what the media industry entails and, you know, by investigating what these women's experiences are, maybe um, figuring out for myself if this is a profession I really seriously want to go into. So that's what this is and I really hope you enjoy. So my first guest on the podcast, I am so very, very excited for her. name is Rachel Haycox and she's a very close friend. She is based in Dallas and she's a videographer and a visual brand strategist, and she owns her own visual brand studio called Haycox Creative Co. She's someone I've always looked up to even before she was in the media industry. And I'm really excited to talk to, to, talk to her today and get some really good insight on her business so without further ado, we'll start talking to Rachel. Um, Just a fair warning to ignore any audio glitches, Zoom is hard to work with, but we're doing what we can right now while staying separate. So thank you so much for listening and let's get into it. Rachel.
1: Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm great, I'm excited. You too. So our first
0: um, kind of question, just to get into like what you do, is can you just briefly explain
1: what your job is and um what your company does sure my name is rachel haycox and my company is haycox creative co it's a visual brand studio we do like a lot of storytelling through videography photography um, and a lot of digital marketing social media and web design for creative small businesses mostly in the Dallas area, that's where I'm based now, but we do travel, we've traveled all over the country and actually um, a few different countries to do the work. So, um, a little bit of everything. Uh, This is my fourth year in business and it's really a blast.
0: Awesome. So, um, kinda like a good question to just like, for people who are looking into this business is, Can you, like, tell me about how and, like, what made you want to start your own business
1: and, like, how you decided that this was, like, the career path for you? Sure. So um, I actually fell into it accidentally. I was a senior in college, and I had one elective left in our journalism school because I minored in advertising and PR, Uh, and I – the only one available to me – at the right time was intro to videography. So I was like, why not? I've never touched a camera in my life, but this sounds like it could be fun. Um, and I loved it. I could not focus on any other schoolwork besides trying to get my video projects done. I loved the storytelling aspects, working with different people in different industries and just kind of getting to know who they were and tell their stories. Um, and I before this even happened i'd already accepted a job in a corporate position in dallas and my professor was like you should just not take that job and you should send like four or five videos like a reel to a local news station and get a job doing this you're really good at it and i was like no i think i want to climb the corporate ladder as they say i want to do I'd be in a management position that's kind of the path that I'm on I want to be a leader in a, in a big corporation so I went to Dallas and I started that corporate job and I hated it <laughs> I did it for two years and I just felt like I was conforming to this view of what leadership should be and the rules were so stringent about what you could and couldn't do within your job that I just, I didn't like that flexibility, the lack of flexibility, and I started doing video projects for fun on the side. I bought my first camera in 2015 and um, invested in some equipment with some money for my corporate job, started doing stuff on the side, shot a wedding for my cousin for free, Um, weddings for friends. uh, And I just loved it so much more. I loved the autonomy. And I kind of always knew that I would want to create, create my own lifestyle, which I think is some, uh, like a unique perk of starting your own business. You really have the flexibility to create your schedule, decide who you're working with, decide what your company values are and what the priorities are, be creative. Um, And my, growing up, my dad started two businesses. So I watched him kind of be able to decide how much time at home he had and um, be a little more flexible. So it was kind of always in the back of my head. I thought I would do it maybe in my thirties or forties. Um, But I did it at 24. (laughs) And finally, I just decided to quit my corporate job and give myself one year to see if I could make a living doing videos. It started out as wedding videography and really anything that I could get um, from small businesses, but mostly weddings. And it was very successful. I in my first year, I made more than I did at my corporate job, and just decided to stick with it.
0: You use like the um, the videos you made with the weddings to kind of start to like advertise yourself, or like how did you go about like really like starting out?
1: Yeah, so I got really lucky. Um, I think a lot of starting your own, start out is about networking. So, reaching out to people you know, letting them know what you're doing. Um, I also looked at each project as like a proof of performance. So, every wedding I was super perfectionist about because I knew that that was going to be what I would send out to people to kind of convince them of my credibility, my skill level, right? So, yeah. Um, I went to a lot of networking events, I talked to a lot of people in my network, in my family's network, a lot of my friends, um, and I just got really lucky, I advertised a little bit, but it was mostly word of mouth for the first two years of my business,
0: which was really cool. What was your, like, favorite project that you've
1: worked on so far? Oh, gosh, that's so hard. There have been a lot of cool ones. Um,
0: Or like, what's the first one that comes to your head that like, was like, fun or new or?
1: The first one, I work with this one organization in Dallas called Boss Women Media. And I love this client because she just tells me kind of what her vision is, but then she lets me create what I want. So I got to interview a bunch, like, maybe 30 or 40 different women and create kind of this cool montage of their story of their businesses and that was my first that was probably two or three years ago that was my first inkling like yes I I think I want to focus on female small businesses this is really cool
0: that kind of leads to another one of my questions which was um like you um I noticed I'm a big fan of your social media um and I noticed
1: thank you (laughs) (laughs)
0: all your work um it's like a lot of women and you kind of just like spoke about it but um like I was wondering if that was like on purpose and like how do you think that like by working with them like that's how you attract like women or do you like seek out working with like small women-owned business
1: that's a really great question Kiki I really love that question um I it wasn't intentional at first, but I think it's definitely what I gravitated toward. I grew up in Baltimore too. Um went to an all-girls school and I think that's kind of like where my comfort level is interacting and working on projects with other women, um being in leadership roles with other women. So I it just kind of happened that way, but now it is purposeful that I do work with a lot of women-owned businesses. I think That there are a lot of women who need their stories told. And I, there aren't a lot of women in videography in particular, um, unless they're in the wedding industry. I haven't found in the past few years um, that there are a lot of people, women like me, who do this um, as their full time job for small businesses. So I think. That makes me unique and I think there's an instant trust kind of between women Uh, and a lot of women that I work with were like, yes, we went with you because we wanted to build a female driven team. We want to empower other women and give work to other women. So it is very purposeful and it's been awesome to meet so many different people in so many different industries.
0: So for this podcast, I've been doing a lot of research on women in the media, and I find that there's so few in directing and videography roles. Do you think that's because they are being excluded? Or do you think it's a lack of confidence to get out in this predominantly male um, industry and try these jobs?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. Um, to your second point, like the lack of confidence part, I think there's a big barrier to entrance in the industry. Um, I remember when I was uh, interested in doing this full-time, I reached out to two other male videographers that for, through friends of friends, and I got off the phone with them in tears because they were like, you should probably just stick to weddings. Like, you'll never make money doing this. And I was like, no, <laughs> just because you said, I can't, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I think there is a big barrier to entry. Uh, there's not a lot of female-led resources out there for female videographers. Um, but yes, I also think it can be a lack of interest or education on it, too. Um, it's when you think of a film director who do you think of like a famous film director
0: like steven spielberg or...
1: yeah like quentin tarantino steven spielberg um uh, ron howard like we only we only talk about men in the industry and it it is changing but i think there needs to be more education for women about how fun this career can be and um how many opportunities come out of it. Like I've gotten to meet so many cool, famous people and go to so many cool places. And um, I think if more people knew what it was, they would be way more interested in it.
0: And it's kind of interesting that you said the thing about like most of the women who work in the industry like work in weddings, cause that's such a like, kind of like a traditional like role. Like, I just think that's interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. This is like kind of a side note, but I was just thinking about when you said it, what's your favorite place that you've gotten to go, um, like work for work?
1: I think the coolest place I've gotten to go was the Amalfi Coast in Italy for a wedding. That was really cool. Um, for corporate project, I got to go to Toronto and film for a big Pilates company. And it gave me like a full day to go and just explore and film the city. And that was really fun
0: your mouthy coast one I love that one I show whenever I'm like thank
1: talking you people I think it, it was beautiful well
0: this is a kind of like going along with what we were talking about earlier but um sure how do you like make the connections to like meet your clients like do they kind of come to you more or do you reach out
1: um now I do some outreach because my team has gotten a little bigger um and we need more work to support them. (laughs) Um, But in the beginning, it was really all about being open to conversation, which is not my normal tendency. I'm very introverted, Um, but it took a lot of networking in the beginning and getting uncomfortable and just starting conversations with people. Um, Some of my biggest clients now came from events or other shoots where I was like oh I don't want to go and I struck up a conversation with them and they were like oh well I know this person who needs work like it really is a lot more about the relationships you build than any advertising for me
0: what would you say has been your biggest obstacle in either in the industry or in your own company
1: oh gosh (laughs) there are so many I feel like entrepreneurship in general is just like a roller coaster. You learn something new every day. Like you get a bad email and you're just on a low and then you get it, two new clients in one day and you're just like, Oh, this is so great. Like it's just about being able to navigate the highs and lows. Um, the most challenging thing to me that happened, I don't, I think you knew this Kiki, yeah. was in yeah. November of 2018. I, um, had all my gear, like $10,000 worth of gear, and probably 20000 worth of data stolen from the trunk of my car, um, and that was a huge challenge for me, having to navigate, I had to pay all those clients back, um, obviously, and reshoot the projects I could, and eat a lot of that cost, and then work on finding the funds to replace all my equipment and there are a lot of times that I you could you could give up I could have given up but um just staying really purposeful and grounded and like why you're doing it and who you're serving like the type of people like everyone that needs your work um i think i think that is my biggest obstacle myself like you really have to get out of your own way there's been a lot of things a lot of disappointments or hearing you, I don't know if you've heard this, but you hear like nine no's for every yes on a project. Like it's just, you have to like have a thick skin and stay in it, um, and get out of your own way. I think you can easily talk yourself out of something or doubt your ability or skill set, but, um, biggest obstacle is not comparing yourself to others and really persevering when things get tough.
0: And I feel like that's kind of hard like if you're working on a project where like you kind of have a vision and they like kind of have a vision for theirs like finding a compromise because like obviously yes
1: like like, have you ever oh my
0: gosh that's huge yeah
1: yeah separating your worth from your work is hard because i feel like a lot of what i do i consider to be art like it's truly the way i see it and the, the story that i'm telling and i get really attached to it so when clients have edits, I'm like, how could they? <laughs> then I have to like calm myself down and be like, this this needs to be collaborative. Like I can't attach all of my, they're not saying that I'm bad or the work is bad. It just needs to change, so.
0: What's the best advice you could give to someone who's interested in opening their own company?
1: The best advice I would give is don't wait for permission to start. Like do exactly what you're doing. Seek out people in the industry who are doing the things you're doing, and ask them how they got there. Um, try to get as much experience as you can, but don't cap yourself at this is what I this is what I need before I can start my business. Like, maybe don't jump in when you're not financially ready. <laughs> That's a whole nother issue. But um, I, I think you could just you just start where you're at. Like, there's there's a point where gathering information becomes just being inactive you have to take some action and, and do something um get as much practice and experience as you can but i jumped in i set a date for myself when i quit my corporate job i had a certain amount of savings that i wanted which wasn't very high and set a date and i said no matter what on this day i'm gonna quit i don't care if i have two clients or 20. Um, and i had I think I had like five clients, like just enough to pay my rent the next month. But I was like, if I if I wait until things are perfect, where I feel like I'm in the perfect situation for this to happen, it's never going to happen.
0: Did you have people when you were leaving your corporate job um, tell you that it wasn't a good idea? And like, was that a big confidence thing to have to quit that job?
1: Yes. So I made sure I was in a position where I was super confident about the decision because otherwise I probably would have listened to them and not done it. When I told my manager at my job, um, he sat me down and said, I think you're crazy. If you were my daughter, I would tell you not to do this. How are you ever gonna make any money? You should just stay six more months and get some more experience and uh, save up some more money. And if you still wanna leave, you can. And I was just, no, like, I know this is the right time in my gut. This is what I want to do. And you telling me that I can't do it is just more fuel to the fire. No. Proved them me <laughs> Yeah. It's just all about that, like, believing in yourself again, right? Like, you yeah. just have to, you just have to jump.
0: So a lot of times you're having to help people, like, kind of sell their company, right? So, like, kind of that's where, like, the advertising, like, background comes in. So you kind of have to like put yourself in their shoes. Like, how do you like go about like, do you become invested in the businesses?
1: Yeah, so um, if we're working on a video project specifically, my process even before they come on camera is to kind of evaluate their brand. So I send them a brand questionnaire that they fill out so we can determine who they're talking to, um, who their customer is, what they care about, why they would benefit from whatever product or service this company is selling, like why should they care? And then we talk about it over the phone, we kind of hone in the message. So like what is going to be most impactful to that person? I don't need a message for like the whole wide audience, I'm just talking about reaching um, one, I think about it as one person. And then We kind of, from there, storyboard come up with the location, um, the styling of it, and any other pieces of the shoot that we may need. Um, And then by the time the camera's rolling, I feel like I know their business in and out. We talk about it at length beforehand. So by that point, I should be comfortable enough knowing what questions to ask, what exactly we want to get out of the story.
0: So like a lot of times, do you like, cut like it's kind of like you ask them the questions to get like their story to like make it natural and like make it appeal to like the other the people who like would be
1: you know clients or like shoppers of their business yeah so this is this is the fun part like it's it's totally dependent on the company and what their vision is but um some people i just have them i've learned all about their business like we just talked about i have them sit down I ask them questions so that it comes across super genuine, like they're just talking to a friend, which is what we want because you don't want it to sound too salesy, right? Um, and then I craft a story from that whole interview. There are other people who have a specific vision for how they want it to look, what they, what exactly they want to say, um, but the story is a little more fun. And there's like things going on in the background. Maybe they're like walking through a house and things are happening in the background that have to do with their business or service or whatever. Um, So there's there's two ways that I look at that you can do it, but I think getting people to genuinely talk about themselves and tell their own story without thinking about it too much, that's that's my bread and butter. That's what I really like.
0: So for a while um, before like you had anybody working for you, were you doing like the videoing and like the editing and talking like all by yourself
1: yes so I was directing producing editing (laughs) um pre-production like storyboarding I was doing all like all the admin marketing sales billing everything myself um and I think one of the biggest things that I'm glad that I did in the beginning was I just said yes to everything because I want to get as much experience as I could. And even if I didn't know how to do something. Um, I said yes. That's like how I got into photography. I knew how how a video camera worked, and um, I didn't know how to shoot photo. They're two different animals, two different like Languages. Um, but it just kept saying yes to things. So I learned what I liked and I would learn different techniques and styles so I'm sorry, I totally forgot what the original question even was. I just went off on a tangent. Oh, it was about how you had to do it all by yourself. Like all of a Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm so glad I have other people now to help. But um I was just like doing it all on my own. And that was one of the the things that I think people really it attracted them to me. Mm-hmm. Was oh you it's just gonna be one person coming in and doing this? Like you did that by yourself. Yeah. So
0: that's awesome.
1: Well, I think my last
0: question, um, is, do you have a favorite quote or piece of advice
1: that would be a good way to end? So many, uh, I think the best piece of advice that I've gotten throughout the last four years is that failure is your friend. Um, failure feels horrible when you have so much of your pride attached to your work and, um, you're running this, your own business for yourself, but you learn so much from the things that don't go as planned, don't go right, and there's so much growth opportunity there. That, um, yeah, I think I think you the goal should be to fail over and over again because that's how you get better. Thank you so much, Rachel, for
0: taking the time to talk to me today. It's been amazing, and you're amazing, and I'm super excited.
1: You're so welcome. Thank you.